Welcome to the LDN Radio Show, brought to you by the LDN Research Trust. I'm your host, Linda Elsigood. I have an exciting lineup of guest speakers who are LDN experts in their field. We will be discussing low-dose naltrexone and its many uses in autoimmune diseases, cancers, etc. Thank you for joining us. I'd like to introduce Carol from the United States who uses LDN for multiple sclerosis. Thank you for joining me, Carol. You're welcome. I'm glad to be here. Could you tell me when you were diagnosed with MS? I was officially diagnosed in 1994, and I was uh, 26 years old. Okay. And what symptoms were you experiencing around that time? At that time, I would have strange sensations of heat in my skin, especially on my back. Um, And it was mis sensations, like I would put my arm on a table and it would feel like it was burning up even though it was in air conditioning and would have been cool Mm -hmm. to a normal person's touch. I was also experiencing um, left foot drop and my left leg dragging. Right. Um, What were your symptoms like before you found LDN, just before you found it? Um, my The MS had progressed to a point where I can only walk with a walker uh, for very short distances. Um, and, that's, and my hand dexterity is very poor. Mm-hmm. What about, you know, your bladder and things oh, like that? Oh, yes, I, did have, I do have bladder issues, very frequent. Uh, urination um, for me, yes. Mm-hmm. And what about fatigue? Fatigue seems to be okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. And how did you hear about LDN? I came across it looking at the internet, looking for alternative ways to uh, to manage multiple sclerosis. Mm-hmm. And what year did you start LDN? 2010. And who prescribed it for you? My neurologist. Well, that was good. And when you first started, did you notice any initial side effects? Uh, no, nothing. And how long did it take before you noticed any improvements? Uh, it was immediate. And in what way? What did it do for you? Uh, for me, uh, it definitely lessened my spasticity in my legs. So it made walking easier. Mm-hmm. And did it help with the sensations that you were experiencing? Um, they actually, they stopped back at the beginning and I really haven't had them since. So um, there really isn't any difference as a result of being on LDN for those symptoms. Mm-hmm. What about your bladder? Did LDN help with that? Um I would have to say mildly. I, it, it hasn't helped it completely, but there is improvement. Mm-hmm. So how would you say your life is now compared with how it was before you started the LDN? I would say that it's definitely improving, and I'm working on rebuilding. Mm-hmm. Um, I did have a very, very bad relapse last year that actually put me out for about four months. And I think that was due to taking um, a bad batch of LDN. Right. 
And what would you say to other people who are contemplating trying LDM? I would tell them, try it. It it can't hurt, and it definitely helps, or at least it helps me. But I would tell them to mind where they store it. Yes, you said in your email to me, um, perhaps you would like to explain to people about the bad batch of LDN that you took. Yes, that would be great. We have a vacation home, and when we're not there, we do not leave the heat or the air conditioning on, which then um, exposes everything in the home to you know, extreme shifts in temperature. And unfortunately, I had brought some LDN down at the beginning of the year um, during the winter. And so, of course, it got very cold in the home during the winter months. And then as I took it in the summer, when we weren't there, it was very hot. So it had been exposed to extreme heat and cold. Mm -hmm. um, and as a result, we did test some of it afterward, and it had been rendered ineffective. And I took that basically all summer long, which we believe that led into my bad relapse. Okay. Just so I can understand this, it's, this was um, capsules you, you'd left correct. there. Okay. That's correct. So how old would the, the capsules have been at that time anyway? They would have been um, about six or seven months old. Right. So uh, a lesson there for people, isn't it, to make sure that your LDN is probably fresh and stored without Absolutely. extreme temperatures. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, I learned it the hard way. And how did your relapse affect you? Oh, it was terrible. Um, I ended up with a new lesion on my cerebellum, which resulted in vertigo and nausea and loss of balance and um, loss of uh, uh, control, basically. I, you know, I just, it was, um, I was very weak. And at that point, fatigue was an issue for me. Mm -hmm. And now you're back on a fresh batch of LDN. How has that helped you get out of your relapse? Has it helped? A absolutely. What happened was during the relapse, they had me take um, a steroid infusion. And they didn't want me to take LDN and the steroids at the same time. So I went off LDN for approximately a month to six weeks. And during that time, I would have difficulty, like, for example, there are two steps into my family room, into my living room, mm -hmm. um, and I couldn't get up those steps without help. And the next day after taking, going back on LDN, I was able to get back up those steps again wow. myself. That's impressive. It was amazing. It was amazing. So how long ago was it now since you had that relapse? I want to, well, it started in the middle of August and basically lasted until November. Mm -hmm. And I'm still rebuilding my strength. Well, I really hope that you get your strength back and you have a good summer. Oh, absolutely. I'm looking forward to one. I, I know that I'm on the right track. And now that I know that where I went wrong with the LDN, mm -hmm. I, I just think I'm going to get stronger and stronger. And in fact, before this relapse, I was getting stronger and stronger. And I have a pretty advanced case of MS. Oh, that's very promising, isn't it? It is. Well, thank you, Carol, for sharing your story with us. I really do appreciate it.
I'd like to introduce Sylvia from England, who takes LDN for multiple sclerosis. Good morning, Sylvia. Good morning. Could you tell me when you were diagnosed with MS? I was diagnosed in 1997, although I'd had problems beforehand, but I was finally given the diagnosis um, then. Okay. Um, how old were you then? I was 50. Right. That's quite old, really, isn't it? It is, yeah. Diagnosed. Yeah. But how many years do you think you had it before that? I don't know. I'd had sort of bad episodes that, that nobody really knew what they were, and two or three I suppose over the time when I was quite ill for about a month or so but they disappeared and nobody really took much interest after that um, and then I started dragging one of my legs and it sort of progressed from there really Right So what impact did that have on you being diagnosed with MS? Um, well it, it, I think I'd sort of built up to it in my mind uh, it was pretty direct when I saw the um, the consultant, he didn't mince his words, he just said straight away, well, you've got MS and that was it, you know, make an appointment to see me in six months. It was mm. a bit vicious, I suppose. But, yeah. Um, yeah, you just have to get on with it, don't you, really? <laughs> I, <laughs> don't have I, any option, do you? Well, Ms? no, you don't, no, no. So, uh, I mean, my husband uh, was with me at the time, so I wasn't on my own, uh, but it was still... Um, hard to take in I suppose eventually really yes yeah, yeah. so once you were diagnosed um, in 97 I think you said yeah how long did it take before you found LDN uh, oh it must have taken a couple of years I found it through the New Pathways magazine right okay so before you started LDN what would you have said your quality of life was on a scale of 1 to 10 and 10 being the best Oh, um, I suppose about six. Right. And what symptoms were you experiencing by then? Sorry? What symptoms were you experiencing? Oh, um, I started off dragging my left leg. Uh, with a, I had a pain in my thigh and my left leg. So it was definitely my mobility that got worse. Right. Um, and my doctor, I was a librarian, so I was on my feet all day. Uh, so my doctor advised that I should retire. Luckily, I was in a job where I could take early retirement. Mm -hmm. And once I retired, I, I went downhill pretty quickly. Did you? Uh, to the state that I am now, which right. is walking on crutches. Okay. Uh, but I don't seem to have deteriorated too much since then. So uh, was it purely your, your mobility? Did you have any problems with fatigue or your blood? Oh, yes. Like yeah, fatigue and balance. Uh, came along after that. Um, I've not had problems with my sight or anything. Right. It's been fatigue, balance, and mobility mm -hmm. my, my main uh, problems. Okay. And once you heard about LDN, how did you go about obtaining the prescription? Well, I had a bit of a tussle. Um, my doctor wouldn't obviously prescribe it. I ended up going to my uh, consultant, and it, it took uh, about 18 months before he finally decided that, yes, he would give me a prescription, and very kindly, he doesn't charge me for the prescription. Good so one. I'm no, I'm I'm lucky. Um, mm -hmm. I get a 12-month prescription, and at that time I used to send it off to California yeah. uh, because nobody was prescribing over here, or I wasn't aware anyway. Yeah. So I used to get it from California until I found out about um, the Glasgow Clinic, 
um, and then I started getting it from there. Right. So now you've been on LDN how long? Um, oh, well, I suppose about six years it must be. Right. It's mm-hmm. quite a long time. Yes. And when you first started, did you notice any side effects? Um, not side effects, no. I immediately felt a lot better, um, a lot more positive and less fatigue. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure that mobility is uh, any better, but it's certainly no worse. I've stayed, as I said, I've stayed on a plateau. Right. So um, I'm putting it down to the LDN because I feel so much... If, if there's sort of a hiccup between getting my prescription and getting the LDN, I know about it. You know, I know I'm oh, not taking okay. it. Mm-hmm. Um, bladder problems they've uh, I was always dashing before and now they're much much better I'm, I'm far more relaxed and I don't I mean I've still got to go when I've got to go but it, mm-hmm. it's not as urgent as it, yes. as it was and that makes all the difference doesn't it oh it does you feel so much better mm. don't you, you know? do you have to get up in the night no no oh, that's good so what would you say your quality of life is like now on that scale of 1 to 10 uh, it's about eight and a half, nine, I have quite a good life. I've got a bookie and I get around and I go to yoga and various groups and things. So, yeah, yeah, eight or nine is fine. I mean, socialising is so important, isn't it? Not to oh, yeah. exclude yourself. That's right, yeah. I mean, I have. I know you've got to make the effort, of course, yourself. You can't, nobody comes knocking, do they? But no. Uh, no. I go to reading groups and, and things like that. And, and my husband's very helpful and we we go to groups, the two of us. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's not too bad. I can remember when my walking had deteriorated and the balance, and I wasn't going to have a wheelchair. No. <laughs> Men- mentally, I was not going to have a wheelchair. Yeah, yeah. And then I it occurred to me, who was I hurt, harming? And it was myself because being so pig-headed. My husband would go off with my daughter and do things, and if I felt well enough or awake enough to go, I'd sit in the car because I couldn't yes. get out of the car. Yeah. Or I'd stay at home. That's right. So I, I was excluding myself from living. Yeah. yeah. So I swallowed my pride and got a, a wheelchair, which was amazing. Um, but then my husband used to park me outside of shops, looking in windows at things, you know, knives and tools and things that I didn't want yeah. to look at and yeah. <laughs> I wasn't able to manoeuvre myself very well, um, my body strength or perhaps no, strong enough or something right. or it was too tiring for me but I found that I got an uh, electric scooter and it yes. was wonderful because oh, it, it takes over from your legs, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And you can go where you want, when you want That's right, and, and amazing right, Yeah, right to where you want to be Yes, right. I, I agree with that Yeah and I do have a wheelchair, obviously, but uh, for for various occasions. But my scooter's invaluable. I wouldn't be without it. Yes, and I found <laughs> when I used to go in the supermarkets with it, you know how some people are, are, are horrified if their children talk to somebody who's in a wheelchair or something. Yes, uh, yes. It's just the look of horror, you know. Uh, anyway, this little boy came up to me on my scooter and he said, can I have a turn? Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, as if it was, you know, some, one of those rides that you put the money in, you know. That's right. Yeah, no, so I So I, I looked at his mum, who was absolutely fine. She didn't blink or batter an eyelid, you know, no. thinking all this disabled person speaks. 
like some of them do, oh, and know, didn't treat me as though I was uh, mentally yeah. impaired. Anyway, I said to this little boy, would you like to sit on my knee and steer? So he said, yes, please. I said, well, you go and ask mummy, and she said yes. So I sat him on my knee. So we were going around this supermarket with this little boy steering. <laughs> then he would press the little horn, you know. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I had quite good fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, children are absolutely fascinated, aren't they? And I've also had guide dogs for the blind, the puppies. We oh, put a yeah. puppy walker close by, and mm-hmm. she lets her puppies come and have a sniff round and a, a climb on and all that sort of thing, so they know what one's like. Oh, that's nice, isn't it? Yes. It's yeah. all education, isn't it? Of course it it's, is, yeah. Yes, really good. Yeah. yeah. I had um, one lady tell me her she used to go to a group at a, a local school and read them stories. And, and oh, right. lady was in a wheelchair, and it was good for the children to actually mix with this lady yeah, and yeah. the lady got so much out of it and one little girl she must have it was preschool so she was probably four or something so she said to her um what's wrong with your legs mm. you see so the lady said well they, they don't work properly so the little girl said well why did god give you legs if they don't work properly oh gosh that's <laughs> <funny>. <laughs> ah, out of the mouths of babes and <laughs> Only a child could say that. <laughs> exactly, exactly, yes. Well, I'm going off at a tangent here, but what would you say to other people who are contemplating trying LDM? I'd say try it. Uh, anybody uh, sort of on a, an MS uh, day when they're collecting, I always say, are you on LDM? Yeah, I'd recommend it completely. It's, it's, uh, it's so worthwhile and makes such a difference. Well, thank you very much for sharing your story with us, Sylvia. Okay. I'd like to introduce Tamar from England, who has multiple sclerosis. Welcome, Tamar. Hello. Could you tell us, when were you diagnosed with MS? Um, I was diagnosed in February 2006. And how old were you at the time? I'd just turned 30, which is quite common for MS. I'd had glandular fever at age 17, mm-hmm. and then the MS came out when I was around 30, which is quite common, I'm told. So what symptoms did you have prior to being diagnosed? Um, well, initially, it was the September before, so September 2005, um, I came down with this mysterious bug that just left me extremely tired, um, and I would, my depth perception went, I would, I'd had trouble sort of reaching the door handle or, or stepping on a stair, I'd missed them, which mm-hmm. was really odd. Um, and I went to bed for a few days, um, and about a week later was fine again, um, I went to New York for a weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the end of that weekend, I was absolutely exhausted, freezing cold, and had difficulty speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, I spent the rest of the month in bed. Nobody knew what was wrong. They thought it was just a mysterious illness. Um, and I just seemed to get better on my own. After about a month, I sort of perked up again, went back to work, absolutely fine. Um, and then the following December, I woke up one morning with numb hands and feet. And I just thought it was poor circulation, which is something I'd always had. But mm-hmm. by the next day I had pins and needles all down one side of my body um, so I went back to the doctor and luckily had quite an astute GP who sent me for an MRI um, and that's when I was diagnosed so I was very lucky um, really I got a very quick diagnosis I didn't have years of visiting doctors with mysterious symptoms mm-hmm. um, which I understand a lot of people do have yes so how did it affect you psychologically being given the label of MS 
Well, it was a complete shock. We had, you know, I wasn't expecting any kind of diagnosis. I went to get the results on my own. Um, and, and just sort of said to work, oh, I'm just going to get my results. I'll be back in an hour. And then, of course, I had this news, and it was I was completely blindsided by it. I had absolutely no idea that was coming. Mm. Um, my maternal uncle had MS, but I, I didn't know what it was. He had a very different kind. He was sort of primary progressive, very ill from the beginning, and, it, it, you know, it totally overtook him. Um, so that was scary because that was my view of MS. It was, yes. oh, gosh, I just saw a wheelchair and thought, oh, no, that's it. Mm. Um so it was a complete shock. The, the first thing I did was go and buy a book on the subject, because I think Informed is forearmed. Mm-hmm. Um, I read about the different kinds um, of MS, and obviously at this stage we didn't know what kind it was. Um, and I had a few months of sort of minor panic attacks and why me moments, and, you know, I had this house to run, I was the only one paying the bills. It was, it was yeah, it was quite a shock, really. Um, so it was a tough few months to begin with. Yes. Um, and then obviously as I learnt more about it, um, and the doctors sort of came to the conclusion that it was relapsing, remitting, because it had sort of gone away on its own mm-hmm. um, and sort of had a more positive outlook. And as the years go by and I don't have any more relapses and obviously with the LDN I'm feeling a lot more normal. I feel a lot more positive about it. So how long did it take after your diagnosis to find LDN? Um, well, I'd heard about it. When I was first diagnosed, I went onto the MS Society chat rooms um, and that was really helpful at first, sort of hearing other people having the same problems, same difficulties and getting advice. Um, and I'd heard about LDM, but obviously at that stage I didn't really feel like I needed any medication. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't put on any of the disease-modifying drugs because I wasn't ill enough for those. Um, and so I sort of just mentally filed away this LDM for future reference. Um, and then a few years later, I'd sort of had a few little symptoms here and there, which on their own weren't really a big deal but then it was starting to you know everything was happening at once and I'd have a couple of days off of work every month and at that point I thought right I need to do something um but I didn't feel I was ill enough for the disease modifying drugs and I didn't particularly want to get into taking those because you have to inject them and Mm -hmm. if I wanted a family I'd have to come off them again and I'd you know I'd feel like I was relying on them and then have them taken away again um so I looked again into the LDN um and I found your website um, and I sort of I contacted yourself, Linda, for some advice about whether it would be appropriate for me, um, and decided to go for it. So that was in March 2009. I started taking it. So sort of just over three years after diagnosis. So did you manage to get the prescription on the NHS, or did you have to get a private prescription? No, it had to be private. The NHS don't license it at all, which is crazy, really, because it's so <laughs> it's so cheap and it's so helpful. Um, well, there are a lot to go through a private prescription, but mm. that was relatively easy to get. The website's fantastic; has all the information you need. But there are a lot of people that do manage to get an NHS prescription. It's down to the doctor if he's willing to prescribe it or not. Okay. On right. the NHS, I did speak to my NS and uh, my MS nurse at the time, and they said they don't prescribe it. Right. So, I so have to go private. what did you notice? Did you have any initial side effects? No, I didn't actually. I was expecting them. Um, I had a couple of restless nights the first couple of nights. They do say um, that that can be a problem, but it was only for sort of a couple of nights. Um, mm-hmm. But no, no real side effects really, no. So what did you? how long did it take before you noticed some improvement? It was a, it was a few months. I sort of, I was sort of, 
under the illusion to begin with that as soon as I took my first dose, everything would be fine. Um, <laughs> and then sort of realised, actually, no, you've got to let it get into your system and, you know, give it time to work. So I would say it'd be sort of three or four months before the real change. You know, there was a sort of a gradual improvement and sort of about three or four months in, I thought, actually, I'm starting to feel a lot better and a lot more normal. And, and that's really when I noticed the difference, I think. Mm-hmm. So what would you say LDN has done for you symptom-wise? What, what's it helped with? Oh, it's fantastic. I mean, I used to get um, spasms. My bowel used to go into spasm every month, and I would have a week of just absolute pain, and I would usually end up with at least one or two days off work because I was just in so much pain I couldn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and now it's sort of I'll get one day or two a month possibly when I'll just take an antispasmotic tablet um, just to sort of relieve that. And and so, you know, that sort of is completely gone almost. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just feel so much better. I have a lot more energy. I just feel normal again. Because before you sort of you get the point where you think, okay, I've done too much. I'm feeling tired. Um, but now that is a lot further along that scale before I get to that point. I can do a lot, lot more. I do feel, I just, I just feel normal again. It's just brilliant. <laughs> what would you say to other people who are contemplating trying LDN for MS? Oh, absolutely. Give it a try. I mean, I, I just think it's sort of the disease-modifying drugs to me, they, they just sound so toxic and they, I just really am putting off sort of going down that road. And I think if you're not ill enough for those, then try the LDN. It makes such a difference. I just, I can't believe how normal I feel. You know, I used to have times when I'd, I'd sort, of, sort of resisted the whole disabled label. It's like, no, I'm not. I'm fine. Um mm. And now with the LDN, it's just I just feel normal again. I just I would just say just give it a try. Give it a few months to get into your system. Um, it really has improved my life definitely. Well, thank you very much for sharing your story with us, and long may your success with LDN. Any questions or comments you may have, please email me, Linda, L-I-N-D-A, at ldnrt.org. I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you for joining us today. We really appreciated your company. Until next time, stay safe and keep well.